Welcome to Healing After Baby Loss, the podcast I wish I had eight years ago when my beautiful daughter, Harper Grace, was born still. I have spent the last eight years devoted to healing, and these are the 15 things I wish I had a playbook for. My hope is that you take what serves you and leave what doesn't, but that in these words, as I share our story, you can find hope and healing and know that our nonprofit, stillmama.org, is here for you. I am your host, Doreen Korba, and this is our journey. Welcome to episode number 11. Today, we're going to be talking about having rainbow babies. And I call every baby that was born after a loss a rainbow baby. So for example, I call my Josie a rainbow baby, and I call my Quinny a double rainbow. So I am referring to all babies that are born after a significant loss, like the one that you have experienced. There's so much that we can talk about on this topic, but the first place I want to start is when you're considering having more children, it is totally normal and natural to want to know right away. That was my number one question. Will I have more children? Will I have more children? Will I have more children? When will I have more children? When will I have more children? (laughs) When will this happen for us? And I had to determine, did I want a new child or did I want the baby that I had lost? The baby that had died, the baby I had held that I so desperately wanted. And for me, I wanted to make sure that I wanted a new child and that I had given myself enough time and enough time, by the way, is different for every single one of us, but I had given myself time for my brain and for my body to realize that I could have 20 new babies and they would not be Harper. I did not want to put that burden on my next baby. I did not want to put that burden on myself. I knew though, for Mike and I, that we, we always wanted a big family. So for me, I, at first, when I started to ask this question to myself, it was really a question of, am I strong enough to have more children? How in the world will I survive 40 whole weeks of wondering if my baby was dead inside of me? And that is the reality of what it's like to go on and have more children. That is what we wonder every day, all day. And I feel still like robbed of how blissful a pregnancy could be if I didn't know tragedy and heartbreak and trauma. And it's just not my reality. So if you are thinking about having more babies, if you have had more babies, I want to relate to you. And I hope that my honesty here helps you be like, oh my God, you're right. That was so hard. I have yet to talk to a woman who is pregnant with a rainbow and it not being one of the most challenging times in their entire life. This is, this is normal. And if you were a friend or a family member that's listening I think what people think is like, oh, well, they get pregnant, they go on to have more children, everything's fine now. Everything's good. And that is not at all the reality. 
because 20 more children, that doesn't take the pain away. It doesn't lessen the pain. In fact, it compounds it a little bit because now we've got a new pregnancy. We have to survive. We have a new baby. We have to go through the traumatic birthing process with, and now we're worried to like times 10 times a hundred about SIDS and all these other types of things that can happen to a precious, innocent, weak little thing. <laughs> it was always until my about, about, about a year when my babies turned a year, um, I was able to start to breathe a little more deeply. Other than that, I was pretty much holding my breath, just grateful for each moment, staying present in each moment. It's all I could do is say today she's alive. Today we're together. Today, everything is okay. One day at a time is what it's like for me, right? This is my experience. This is what it was like for me to go on and have more children. It is not the thing that fixes pain, but I will offer that Josie, who's my rainbow, healed me in ways I didn't think were possible. But in order to get to that healing and to have the experience of having a daughter and loving her and taking care of her and all of the things that I wanted to do, I had to put myself in the same situation that broke me, which was through pregnancy, through birth. And I had to go back and do a lot of healing around that um, with my trauma coach, with my therapist. I had to really do a lot of healing around not being able to let myself fully breathe for 40 weeks. And then for the first year of her life and, and even after it's, it's just that we now know as parents of loss that anything can happen. And if anything can happen, then anything can happen. And it's a, it's a scary reality. And some of you may be listening and be like, oh yeah, I haven't lost anyone, but I still feel like that. That's, that's very real too. I remember having Michael and, you know, being afraid something would happen to him, of course, but it's next. This is not something you're able to fully understand unless you've lost a baby. Um, so as much as you may be able to relate, it is a whole different level of fear. It's, um, it's visceral and it's a survival fear that we have to endure. And, Here's what kept me going because having my two rainbows is the greatest thing I ever did. I, it's also the hardest thing that I've ever done besides live without Harper. It is the two hardest things I've ever done. It is thirdly, one of the things, both of them, I am most proud of. I am most proud of my body. I am most proud of my spirit. I'm most proud of my healing because they continue to give me joy every single day, every day. There's not a day that goes by that they don't offer me joy and love and just what to me life is all about. But getting them here <laughs> was very challenging to say the least. I'm trying to sugarcoat it for those of you who may, um, may not yet be on the way to having more. So I remember in the very beginning, I was always thinking, will I have more? Will I be strong enough to have more? And my dad said something really profound to me. 
he said, I want you to take the summer off from that question. And you're allowed to think about it again. And this was, so she, she passed in May. So this was right away in June. And he said, you're allowed to think about it again on September 1st. I use that technique of giving my brain, because that question then became a distraction from healing the present moment. So our brains are very tricky like that. So I use that technique in business. I use it in life. I use it with my clients. I say, okay, you're allowed to wonder this, but pick a date in the future right? Um, because what it just, it was truly a distraction. It became less of a, I wonder if, because deep inside I knew and more of a, um, a coping mechanism, honestly, to figure out how I was going to survive the summer. So when I removed that question, I was left with, oh my God, she's not here. And that is what I worked on and continue to work on. So if you are supporting someone who is pregnant with a rainbow or, or a double rainbow, it is so extra important that you reach out and see how they're doing. They are not okay. And it is so extra important for you to give them extra love and care. And if you are pregnant or have gone on to have babies and you're listening to this and you're thinking back on that time, it's also really important for you to make sure that you've done the healing you need to do around putting yourself or being in, not putting yourself. It's not like you did something to yourself, right? But it's like you are in the same situation that broke you. And there's not many, there's, I mean, I was really trying to think about this before the podcast, but there's not many other scenarios where the same situation that broke you is the same situation that will heal you. Like if we think about sexual assault or domestic abuse or other kinds of like traumas, never would you put yourself in the same situation and that would heal you, right? But when it comes to baby loss, early infant loss, miscarriage, it really is one of a very unique situation where putting yourself or being in that situation um, is it's something to survive, right? In order to get to the point where you're holding your healthy baby. And I think people think, I know what people have said, this is why I think people think holding your healthy baby is then you're just like off into the sunset, right? Like you're just like frolicking away and everything's great, you know, from then on out. And um. I just really want friends and family to hear that, like that, that is, that is not how it works. And for those of you who feel like you have friends and family that don't understand that you are not alone. I think a lot of people do not understand that. It's because we don't have these kinds of conversations that we're having here on the podcast. So I wanted to open that up. And if you are someone that says, I cannot, I cannot have another baby that is it for me, potentially adoption or surrogacy, or, you know, there's another route that you may go, whatever your gut says is what your nervous system can handle. So in the nervous system world, we talk a lot about capacity and living within your capacity and knowing what that capacity is, is like, you will know, I cannot 
and then staying true to that and honoring that. I also have listeners that haven't been able to get pregnant again or have gotten pregnant again and have experienced multiple losses. There is, I'm just holding so much loving light and space for you because I want nothing more than for every single one of you listening for all of your dreams to come true. And if that dream hasn't come true yet, I am thinking of you and I'm sending so much love to you. And if that dream has come true and you've gone on to have your rainbows, this is just a gentle reminder to make sure you've done the healing work around those births and carrying that child to term. And if you're thinking about having more babies, I can say it's the greatest thing I've ever done. Like I said, the thing I am most proud of and also was the hardest thing I've ever done besides say goodbye to my daughter and live without her every day. So know that you can do it. You can do it. But I would I would get your grief support team all lined up. <laughs> if you haven't li- listened to that episode, go back and listen to that. But know that that is why having a support team, I feel like it's more necessary during pregnancy um, and shortly thereafter than ever. All right, my friends, have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so that others can find this resource too. And if you would like to get involved with our organization or donate to our cause, you can visit us at www.stillmama.org. That's S-T-I-L-L-M-A-M-A dot